Thomas. How you doing, bro? I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good, man. You know where you're at right to now? Be, uh... Sorry? You know where you're at right now? In the den. You're on. Get your head out of your ass. Okay. Today, you know, it had to be as the as the picture on like a, an intro type thing, but I think I don't know. We'll just be loud. Today, we got my brother, my Kuji, my day one from Get It. I I want to say technologies after. Like, just get it's it. Not. Get it. What like? Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. You just get your head out of your ass and just get it. Just get it. And then there's uh get it local different branches. We have James Fretchner. How are you doing, James? I'm good. How are you? Excited to be here. Take two for those Take who don't two. know. Yeah, yeah. We did do this yesterday <laughs> in the heat of the passion of the Italia game, but um technical difficulties. It is what it is. As well. We're here now. It's more organized. We got a background. We got a background. I like it. Yeah, background. Yeah, you like it? I, I tried doing like a text, but I forgot to flip it because it was like other way around. So you couldn't see it. Oh. Uh, uh, no, that's good like this either. It, it also doesn't really look like it's a virtual one. Like it looks like you're just in front of it. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty good. Like it's not, unless I go start moving like, even if I move crazy, like it's still, <laughs> still pretty good. Um, so what's up? We've been not up much, here. man. Just working. Uh, I, yeah, just, just working, hanging out. Now the stuff's, yeah, open, now the stuff's opening up. I can yeah. actually do stuff. Uh, so I'm like all over the place uh, oh. for work, like going going around, and then but also just like with the boys, like just hanging out. Yeah, I was gonna ask you actually, what are your like five spots in Ottawa that you would want to hit, like for the patio season, or just restaurant too, like eat five what spots. What are my what are my rec- restaurant recommendations? No, not even like I mean, it could be a place that you went to or like a place that you would want to go to that you see like looks sick. Well, I've been telling Alex I want to go to uh, it's called Union Locals 613. Yeah, it's on um, it's on Somerset. They're also on our app. But the reason I want to go is because they close uh, Somerset because of COVID on thursdays to saturdays and they have like a cool patio in the streets and it's like all like trees and stuff that part of somerset it's really nice and apparently just the food's really good i actually haven't tried it yet full disclosure yeah. but apparently it's apparently it's amazing and they do really well on our platform is that um, uh on the corner of like preston and somerset or is it like deep in downtown? no 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 downtown it's uh like opposite it's like before chinatown it's uh summer like if you're going down bank you turn right on somerset instead of left oh okay so it's like right there it's like yeah it's in between o'connor and bank shout out union 613 yeah what is it kind of like uh, um i would would describe it as like i would describe it as like uh like almost like bistro style but like yeah like bistro style or like high-end pub fair like with a twist that's how I would describe it, of how it looks. So, like, uh, um, I pretty, like, just, like, beer, obviously, like, good drinks. But then they have, like, I know they have, like, a nice brunch 
on uh, Sundays, which I'd like to hit. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and yeah, just higher end pub fair, not like your what, typical pub. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say what I think makes a successful business, like obviously like people are gonna come for drinks and alcohol, but you need to have those good little side dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the reinvent the wheel. It doesn't have to be like super greasy all the time. Like, obviously, yeah, I have a little like, I don't know, like air tots or like burgers or sliders or something like that, fries. But I like it when the problem is do something a the problem. The problem is like a lot of people just like get into the restaurant industry because they think it's easy. And they think they can just slap together uh, a menu and have a decent location and still be like, the spot to hit mm -hmm. but when you think about being your your like top end restaurants like that everyone wants to go to like the places that lands down and like the the places that everyone talks about and goes and you're always seeing on social media mm -hmm. we talk about those way the biggest differentiator is like their patio atmosphere but then like you said like their food and it comes down to like business like they actually know what they're doing as like in respect to their margins and all that stuff yeah, they're not just like in the restaurant industry to be in the restaurant industry. It's a passion and they actually know about like the business aspect of it, not just the creative aspect of it. Yeah. Was, you can tell, you can tell which COVID. restaurants are more successful. We learned anything from COVID, like just restaurants, it's tough like business to be in. Like shit can happen. You got to adapt. And yeah. the weekend is easy time to like, you know, fill up, but you got to get Monday to Thursday or like Monday to Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing, right? That's the and the biggest, the biggest, uh, one of the, you bring up COVID, one of the biggest things that's come out of COVID is so many people are like leaving their positions in restaurants and they're opening up ghost kitchens. So I don't know if you know what a ghost kitchen is. No, I've never heard of that. So a ghost kitchen is like, basically a bit it's like a it's like a restaurant business like you wouldn't if you were ordering on like get it local for example you would just see the restaurant brand you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know that it's not a restaurant it's that it's a ghost kitchen it's its own brand entity and all that stuff but it's running out of another restaurant's kitchen so that takes away like there's no in seat it's purely takeout so like for example um I'm trying to think of an example here everyone Actually, here's a good example. A lot of chains have done it. So for example, Pizza Pizza, mm -hmm. uh, they made uh, a fried chicken uh, ghost kitchen that runs out of all their pizza pizzas. But it's like a separate entity, like on, if you go to order it on like any online ordering platform, mm -hmm. I don't I forget exactly what the name is. Uh, but it's like a fried chicken place. Um, but yeah, that's what everyone is doing right now. Like it's ridiculous how many ghost kitchens have come up. I didn't even know what a ghost kitchen was before this. And now they're popping up left, right, and center and everywhere. Uh, Stay Gold is another one. They're on uh, Get It Local, um, the Detroit style pizza. Yeah. They, uh, the owner there, um, they run out of his place, uh, Standard, it's called, on Elgin Street. And um, Stay Gold runs out of the kitchen. And then when they have their patio open, you can actually order Stay Gold on the standard patio. It's really cool. That's cool as hell. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Honestly, that's smart. I was just about to say, I'm like, McDonald's should like fucking whip some stuff in the back and just like rebrand it. Well, what's crazy about it is what's so smart about it is like you take away all the liability of like having uh, having a big space. You can literally just have a station in somebody's kitchen yeah. and 
make the same amount of money, your margins increase because you're you're uh, you're less staffed. You're you're really only just cooking hard for um, a solid amount of time throughout the day, and you're just making the orders to be filled, right? Mm -hmm. um, so which is great. How, what's like the uh, you, I don't know if you know, but like what's the standard agreement? Like, are they splitting the rent? Are they no? No, no, no. So what most of it is like, for example, uh, you know, St. Anthony's soccer club there on, uh, yeah. they run one out of there. So it, they have, the, they have a full, um, they have a full, what's it called? Like industrial kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the, the landlord of the place rents out like areas of the kitchen to different places who want to use it, like different ghost kitchens. So there's a few ghost kitchens out of there actually. Um, so yeah, that's the agreement. And then some people will uh, ghost kitchen out of other restaurants. And I, I assume uh, in that respect, it's like, cause usually the, the restaurant doesn't own like their place where they are, right? Yeah. So I'd assume they're like, they subled uh, part of the kitchen out to the, to the ghost kitchen for like, whatever it is, a certain amount of money a month, whatever they agree on. Yeah. So I could, I was looking up for the pizza pizza place. Do you know like the name of the fried chicken or is it still under pizza pizza? No, it's uh, I'll look it up right now. It's uh, I don't know exactly the name, but it's its own. I believe if it's, it's its own uh, entity. There's a few that do Jack Astor's also does a fried chicken uh, ghost kitchen. Let me see. Cause they sell. That's smart. I can see this getting like much bigger than it is. Like literally. It's huge. It's huge. Oh, it's sorry for pizza, pizza. It's uh, wings and things. And then oh, you can okay. get, so it's, it's fried chicken wings. Um, they have those wings on the pizza, pizza menu, obviously, but then they also have their own like wings and things like brand. Mm. Um, that's smart that's from, though. But yeah, everyone's, a lot of places are doing it. It's ridiculous. Like I said, it's like, it's weird how it was untapped before COVID. Like it really boomed off in COVID, which makes sense. Yeah. But it's weird that uh, you didn't see more of them beforehand because some of them are like probably run better than the actual restaurant that they're running out of. Well, let's just look at it like realistically. Say me and you like wanted to open up a restaurant. Let's go pretty much impossible like unless we have a lot of money like even if to find a place yeah like, well you have to go to canada or something like that well one thing you need to know too is like nobody it's very rare in the restaurant industry that's like a sole owner owner yeah if you look at it, if you go to any restaurant there's some sort of partner like they're, they're not just alone there's not like a sole owner so you, they're they're sharing the the liability with somebody else right mm -hmm. Do you find yourself looking more into like trends of like the restaurant industry now that you're working forget it? I mean, yeah, like what do you mean trends exactly? Well, like this whole like even like further than the ghost chicken, uh ghost chicken, ghost chicken. Oh, like like <laughs> like stuff like that, you mean? Yeah, or even yeah. like what like food, like type of food, like food trends. I definitely I don't necessarily like purposely look out for it it just naturally happens yeah like for the ghost kitchen for example like if you had asked me six months ago what a ghost kitchen was i'd have no idea what the hell you're talking about right yeah um a lot of things like i i would say not necessarily trends just restaurant industry as a whole and how 
like margins of a restaurant, uh, partners of a restaurant, like distributions, like where they get their supply, like all that stuff, which I had no idea about before. But now through just talking to so many owners and business owners of, of restaurants in Ottawa, it's like, it just comes up in conversation naturally because it, it relates to the platform. Yeah. And I just, it's like a, almost like a practice makes perfect. Like, because I've talked about it so much, it's almost just like ingrained in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird though. It's definitely, I, I did not, there was a lot I had no idea about in the restaurant industry. We're going to quit, make a 180 here. So I know you're a big fan and talking about the chicken a, on me of a, uh, a, a big what fan? Migos fan. Okay. It's a huge 180. Huge 180. Culture three. Don't say anything yet. Okay. I was about to say something, so it's a good thing that you finger said. Finger up, finger down. Can I do like a finger sideways? Whoa. Finger like sideways. A, like a yay, like a yay, nay, or shnay. Yeah, yeah. Schmied. You gotta explain the schmied though. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Um Like you said, I, I used to be definitely a big Migos fan. Definitely. I still am. I always say it's like, if you're ever just looking for like a good song to just get excited about, like with your, if you're with like a group of friends or whatever, you just want to get excited. It's, it's like a, it's a safe bet, their music. The reason I go like this is because obviously, in my opinion, at least, Culture One was like a way, it's like the best out of all three. Okay with no attachments like just for the album on its own like culture yeah this is my issue this is my issue i'm gonna pull them up right now and i'm pretty i just need to double check before i say this yeah see culture three 19 songs culture two 24 songs that's way too much culture one 13 right that that's to me like an album is 13 songs or like anywhere in like the 10 to 15 range is like an album i don't know why because then it's it's good because you have you have the song not even just that but you you hear like you talk like talk about artists like when they're making an album they talk about all these songs that didn't make the cut didn't make the cut when you open it up to this is my opinion of course when you open it an album up to like 20 songs it's like okay what didn't make the cut like the literal garbage Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it could, I feel like it could be tightened up a bit more because there's some songs on Culture Two or Culture or well, Two and Three that I that I like, right? And I'm like, oh, that's a crazy song. But I wish the whole album was like that. Whereas like Culture One, I felt like most of the songs on the album I like really liked, and it like leaves you almost wanting more. Mm-hmm. But when they when they open it up to 20 songs, I just feel like every single song they went in and made, they're like, yeah, it's going on the album. Yeah, it's going on the album, and they didn't really like. Yeah. Uh, there weren't those ones that didn't make the cut and like that were hard decisions not to make the cut right they definitely I feel like crazy really. on the features this time around they have justin bieber future uh drake uh who else nba young boy was the old song there but um pop smoke juice world oh yeah juice we got two deceased mans on the album yeah it's crazy which uh yeah i don't know what do you think about like people uh, or just record companies or other artists posting songs with artists that have died. 
Like, do you think they should still put the pe- songs out? I know what you're. I know what you're asking. Like, do you think it's fair to like make bank off of like somebody who's dead? Obviously, you're saying? yeah. You look anyone on Instagram when like King Von or like Juice World or Pop Smoke died, they're everywhere. So yeah, put out a song on Pop Smoke. Yeah, people are gonna be looking for Pop Smoke. Yeah. So there must have been like. I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know if they like purchased the song or purchased the verse, sorry, from like whoever has the rights to Pop Smoke's music. Yeah. I don't know if they do that or like if it was recorded before he died. Like, maybe because like he recorded a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know of with the uh, Quavo. Before he died. No, 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 no. I mean, specifically for the album, like specifically oh. for Amigo song. Or was it just a verse that they purchased just to have Pop Smoke? Do you nah, know what I mean? It, it was like, work because i remember that being the song on the album uh i forget what it's called but like brand new richard man that was like a leak yeah for uh okay so you think they they recorded for culture three yeah no he was like in this like sent them the verse or whatever like because what i because what i because what i the only that i'm okay with if it was like before he died they like yeah they planned to make the song together or whatever because I know Quavo and him were recording a lot for Pop Smoke albums uh, also, right? Uh, yeah. The last one that came out there, Meet the Woo 3, or is it? Oh, no, Stars. Uh, the stars Super the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Yeah, yeah. I know they recorded, like, a bunch that didn't go on that album. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, that's where it came from. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, if you're just purchasing the verse just to, like, say, oh, Pop Smoke on our album and drive the traffic over because you have a dead person, then I don't really mess with it. Because that's just, like, you're just fishing for you're essentially like mm-hmm. you're using his like legacy to like make money it's like doesn't really yeah like right they just released uh lucid dreams remix with little uzi and how old is that song that's not coming out in 2019 2020 yeah he died before pop smoke he died in uh end of 2019 right before pop smoke and uh yeah that song would have been like 2018 i feel like yeah Maybe even earlier. A Uzi remix out of nowhere. That is like, come what on. What do you think about it? What do you think about it? I think he's put the rest. Like, I don't know if I was like pop. What do you smoke think about the? What do you think about the culture three possible? That okay. If you had like they, that's like a interesting scenario because they had a relationship with Pop Smoke. Like they had, they were in the studio. They were trying to work and build on it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like some. They're not. The Migos obviously are not trying to like fucking dick ride. Like the Migos are established already. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Uzi's established. Yeah, but like that that's him just chasing a bag. Like obviously offered him a good amount of money to be like, oh, like record a verse on like a three-year-old song. Yeah. Which I find that's kind of I definitely think it's weird. It's whack as hell. Or even Especially like that's that song specifically, like why didn't he just use like a juice roll verse? Yeah, it's just weird. Back to the restaurant with meshing it with the music. What do you okay. think? Perfect music to play in a restaurant. That's a good question, that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I don't you want something too loud, but you still want something to uplift people's spirits and kind of, you know. Okay, well, first of all, I would say it definitely depends on, like, what the, okay, I don't know what's going on my camera. So Let's talk about, like, yeah, you got a nice delay there. Um, it's better. Let's talk about, um, like, okay. uh, our standard. Depends on the type of restaurant. What's that? It definitely depends on the restaurant. Yeah. Not, like, fine um, dining, let's say, because that, 
obviously not gonna be playing like bangers like when you're trying to yeah tip some I, I think okay, these are mine. If it's like a like patio, um, this is pretty. I feel like this could go with any uh, type of patio, unless it's like like you said, like very fine dining or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly fine dining is like indoors. I would say if it's like a patio, like summer type thing, it should you should be playing like a beach beach music, not beach music, like uh, just pop. Like not like not hard rap or top, like top forty like just do a leap like yeah or even like if you wanna if you wanna take like the remixes like of those like remixes yeah where it's like where it's like a, a DJ is like remixed the song a bit and it's like a different beat more like upbeat and like uh, like uh, rave type music uh, not like like attacking your your ears yeah, not, not on the patio right. <laughs> like a like a like a beach vibe if that makes sense yeah you don't want anything to be like too explicit with the lyrics i think because like i don't know if i'm a female or even just on my own i don't want to be eating there and you're like fucking the bitch exactly and like i'm thinking of i'm thinking i'm gonna shout out uh like pitbull's pitbull globalization his uh his radio station they do a lot of that well, that's what they that's what the the only reason i say it is because like, i don't even listen to it it's just from alex's car but that's what they do they like have those like hit like the music that's on like the top 40 like hit list like the dua lipa like all that stuff and the, they just have djs that like remix it a bit and that's what they play on top of like original music music as well mm-hmm. but they just add a more fun beat to it and make it more upbeat that's what i would say is like my favorite patio music because like you just you know you're like you're having drinks with friends and it's like Not the club it's a nice it feels like you're it, it almost feels like you're in not in ottawa sorry like, like you're in like well, a yesterday what was more tropical preston, place preston street that we were across the one with like the rooftop patio la teresa i think la yeah teresa. they were playing gravity brent Fias and uh tyler creator and i think like songs like that just because you know it's a nice it's a kind Three of a, songs that everyone knows yeah I know what you're saying, though. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know like, like I said. 40, but that's, it's a popular song, and it's just like, even if you don't know the words, it's just like a nice melody, and can yeah, you and, have a nice drink and eat some food. Yeah, and like I was, like I said, like, it, it depends on the restaurant, right? Like, some restaurants, if they're like, especially now when, like, the indoors aren't open, mm-hmm. if they're, like, used to being a nightclub at night, they could probably get away with playing more like nightclub music on the patio as well outside. Yeah. Cause that's what people go there for, right? Like to get intoxicated and not just like for a chill patio such. Mm-hmm. That's my take at least. Mm-hmm. So talking about get it or get it local and more specific, the app, what really attracts me to it is just obviously it's for it's for the people it's for local and uh, more and more over the years you look at say like a plaza in a mall or just a strip on a street and it's just pizza pizza subway and get it local i find it's protecting local business and it's stopping like yeah pizza pizza is cool but i don't want fucking five pizza pizzas within 
like a five kilometer radius around me. Like I want to go to places that, you know, obviously I want to support local people, but also like, it's just different. Like I want to have this kind of food, whatever, like, and For sure. why, yeah. So I don't know if you can expand on that a little more. And like, yeah, why. well, what I was going to, what I was going to say, what you, you bring up a good point of like, it highlights uh, so many different restaurants that you didn't know existed. Like, mm for example before like i brought up union before that restaurant i had no idea what union was for me it's like it's like those rotating restaurants that everyone talks about that i talked about kind of earlier like your lansdowne restaurants your like main ones in the buyer market mm-hmm. those are the ones everyone knows because of they're seeing it on social media or like those restaurants get like influencers like, boost it mm-hmm. yeah and they're just known brands in ottawa but what's great about this this app and at least for me and kind of what you said is like I've discovered so many different restaurants that I would have never discovered before because they have like their branding is shown all on our app. It's not just like a picture of their food. You actually see the logo, see the brand. Um, obviously for me, it's a little more extreme because I'm working with them. So I, I actually build a relationship with them. So I know the restaurant even more, but even for the user, like you said, you, you seeing all these types of food that you didn't even know existed before. And I just think it's great rather than just going on an app and just seeing what type of food you want. Yeah. And just seeing, a, just seeing like pictures of food everywhere. You're going on the app and you're seeing uh, different a, businesses, a bunch, of different lo- bunch of different logos with their types of food, right? And mm-hmm. you can support your favorite restaurant, but also find a new favorite restaurant. And it's crazy. There's so many, this is how naive I was. There's so many, like, I just thought those big names were the ones that were really successful. But some of these restaurants that you would have never heard about, they're in like their own world of like clientele and customers mm-hmm. and they do very, very well, like very well, which is like, whatever, no, okay, I need to go put my blinds down a bit here. Yeah, no, it looks like you're in a bubble. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> you know, those kids that are in bubbles? It's because <laughs> this, it's because the, the, the Seinfeld episode. Oh, there he pops his bubble. <laughs> pops the bubble. Yeah, here, as you're fixing that, I'll just show that. I don't know if the camera can get it. Uh, but yeah, that's just what the app looks like. And it's just for me, when I say you look at like Uber, Uber Eats, it's just right away. It's just fucking, there's ads within like the fucking app. Yeah. Like, trying to sell you extra promotional things where this yeah. off the bat, La, La La Noodle, uh, Corazon. Great, great, great restaurant. All great. Honestly, Akira, not- Greek on wheels, three bites. It's like five different places that are all like five different types of food. Yeah. And, and like, you can change the location shit too. Like the there's there's so many. Um, like you said, like there I honestly there's not one restaurant here that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't order food from that. Like there's they're all like amazing places. It's crazy. Um like even, and it refreshes every time, right? So I have a different like five on my first five year, like Fall by Night, Stay Gold, uh, Maribel Fish Market, No Forks Given, amazing. No Forks Given is amazing. I like that best, no forks best, in. yeah, it's good. Best spicy chicken sandwich, crispy chicken sandwich, in my opinion whoa like the whole like kfc popeyes debate this is the best fucking sandwich uh, it is 
ridiculous and they give you like a full fucking chicken breast it's like that big fall off the burger it is so good and you got to get the spicy one you said it's better than popeyes because to me i really like popeyes chicken sandwich popeyes one is good but they're all good they're all good but this is like this is different it's like it's it's almost like um it's i don't want to say this because it's it's going to be misleading it's almost like nashville hot chicken you like nashville style uh like hot fried chicken spicy fried chicken i'm not honestly uh I don't really know what that is. Okay, well, that's what, for people who know what that is, they'll know. That's the type of chicken it is. It's not just like your typical deep fried uh, chicken. It's like double battered in like buttermilk. And then it's like uh, coated with like the, the oil, the spicy oil. And then it's tossed in like buffalo sauce. Amazing. Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures. That looks really good. On no forks? Yeah. Or also if you go if you go on their, uh, no. there, I'll pull up their, I'll pull up their Instagram right now. Shout out no forks given. Best chicken sandwich. This is the sandwich. Spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, let me just pull up a picture right here. That's the sandwich. Whoa, is purple cabbage in there? Yeah, pickles, and then I got their sauce, bro. It is. Yeah, that looks pretty stacked. So good, and you can get it with like mac and cheese or. Like, sorry. anyway, ridiculous, really good. Shout out, shout out, no forks given. Yeah, yeah. To to your question, that's what that's what I mean. It's just what's great about it is we're really highlighting local businesses and they're they're keeping their brand identity rather than uh, just shoving it behind. Oh, you want pizza? Like bombard you with like a bunch of different pizza places where you don't even know what they are. You're just ordering pizza because you saw the picture and it looked good. Yeah. And I like that there's no, like, I go on there, I don't see McDonald's, like BTS meal. Fuck off. I don't want the BTS meal. It's fucking chicken nuggets and fries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, right? Like, eventually, it's a no-brainer for them to come on to because it's way more affordable. Yeah. Um, that's obviously ways away. Um, but yeah, just the promotions that restaurants can do on our platform and actually promote it themselves like to their customers and not take a, a hit out of their margins every time you see one of those uh promotions on uber and skip it's uh they'll actually take that out of the restaurant pocket for the most part which is crazy yeah um how much is uber yeah. take? like 30 percent yeah it's around 30 they're actually going up so they got they got capped at 20 throughout the lockdown right the mm-hmm. pandemic and now they've it's just been lifted and they're bumping people up to 35 to kind of balance it out. Hey. 35, 40. That's like any business eats that want to get off. Get it low. You can stay on. That's the best part. It's like we don't make you go exclusive. You can stay on. And what's great about our platform is we're providing you an outlet to transfer your customers over from Uber and Skip to us in a you can take all the time you want to do it. And it saves you. It's beneficial for us. It's also beneficial for the restaurant because they save way more money, right? Yeah. I know you wanted to talk about this yesterday because we uh, it was after the Italy game. Uh, your disappointments with the German national team. Oh, before yeah. you talk about that, I want to talk about the German national team coach. And <laughs> how he's a fucking... How long, I don't know how long he's been the coach. I got to look it a up. A while. So, okay. 
The whole thing with him smelling his hands and stuff is just hilarious to me. Or him picking his nose or like wiping his Picking his, yeah, (laughs) gooch. But yeah, so it's funny that you say that because when I was watching it, I like started laughing when they showed him. I was like, first of all, first thing I said was no way he's the coach again. I was like, no way this guy's the coach again. And then I was like, I started laughing. Every time they showed him, I started laughing. I don't even know how to say it. He's so funny. Joe, Joe Shim Lowe? Yeah, I don't know. He's so funny. He's so funny, man. And I like his bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I can't even I can't even lie though. Their fits, like the German coach fits, all of them. Oh, like the hits. Because they don't wear, they don't wear like um all the other coaches wear like suits with like the crest on it. Germany, yeah. they wear a black fitted t-shirt, some like some like charcoal uh gray like trousers, and then Stan Smiths. Or like white leather sneakers. That's, That's a fire. German man right there. Yeah. It's a German Steve man. Jobs. Steve Jobs drip. <laughs> Adidas. Fitted. It's like fitted. You but know yeah. what? Adidas uh, yeah. Adidas. Adidasler. Adidas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely disappointed though with their performance. And I don't know if that's, uh, I found myself the entire game like very anxious because I'm just like, I just wanted to yell, like kick the ball. Cause they dominate like they 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 dominate on a disclaimer i don't know any much about soccer okay i played soccer a bit i don't follow it PN storm but from what it looks like from like just watching the game like a regular spectator their their midfield is like insane like all they do is like pass around in that like trapezoid formation in the midfield but when it comes down to it they, they got nobody to strike like nobody's like like even when they cross it into the box, France was all over it every single time. Like nobody there. They got a couple good chances, but it's like strike the ball. Like why? It looked like they weren't trying to score. There's like no intensity. You know what I mean? Like no, uh, there's nobody's like, oh my god, like we're down one nothing. Like we should probably like try and score a goal here. Mm-hmm. They're just like playing pass, like keep playing keep away basically. That's why the Italian national team always fucking pissed me off. Like me, I'm not like a big soccer guy, but when it's World Cup Euros, I'm watching that shit. I like it. Uh, I kind of like the country versus country aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, it's just a big event. But anyway, like, bro, fucking Italy. They fucking do like the bare minimum. They don't try to like, they'll get one goal, post, pass it around stay in their end and they've always done that even when they were losing like 2010 they got fucking eliminated by like paraguay or some shit paraguay like come on <laughs> like you're one of the greatest like countries to ever play soccer well that's what i'm saying it's you like you make the world watching cup, and like, I'm, what the fuck i'm watching i'm like getting upset like watching it and then like you look at france and they they scored like two goals that ended up getting taken taken back because they were offside yeah but um they're like strike like they're going insane like they're like striking the ball they're actually like trying to create chances whereas like i just felt like germany is just always constantly just playing keep away with the ball and not really doing anything holding back and i don't know if that's like a lack of striker talent or like if there's like a if there's like the, uh, if the coach is like telling them to like stay back like i don't know what was like the schweinsteiger is that like that? Yeah, Schweinsteiger that and uh, I think uh, Muller were the are the two. Yeah. Muller sucks, bro. Okay, doesn't suck, but he, he all he does is like complain. I find. 
that's another thing I want to talk about. I'm actually curious to hear what you pussy. think. I'm not going to go that far. I don't think they're actually pussies. I think they're just trained to do it as a strategy. And that's what I'm getting to. They need to do something about this. Way too many times. What pisses me off so much about soccer is like flopping and like staying down and like trying to draw like or waste time is too much of an integral part of the sport. It like changes the whole game and it becomes a, a strategy for the teams. Time. Like I guarantee you, they add on extra time at the end, but if your team's up and the, the other team hasn't been able to do anything all game, that extra time, the odds are it's going to stay the same. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guarantee you the coaches tell them, hey, if we're up, one of you fucking go down. Oh, and the example I use is in the Germany game, I think it was Pavard on uh, France, goes down. Granted, he, he got sideswiped in the face, like, pretty hard. But he goes down. They're, they're milking it. They call it the medical staff, whatever. So the refs finally like, hey, like, get off, go to the sidelines. And you know, like, when they when they go to the sidelines and they have to be, uh, they have to wait till the ref gives them the go-ahead to come back in the play. As soon as Pavard went out of bounds on the sidelines, he sprints around to the center to get right back in the game. Yeah, no, it's horseshit. And then, and then, he's, and then he's screaming at the ref and they're all like, Griezmann is like screaming at the ref to let him back in. And if I was a ref, I'd be like, no, you know what? You faked it, yellow card. Like, why did they not get a yellow card? Then they'll never do it again. Well, like, no, like, you're hurt. You have to stay off. Like, by, like, you know, in order to protect players or whatever bullshit. Yeah, and then they let them They let him back on right away. He, if he was actually hurt when he got to the sidelines, he would have been fucking hurt. He got to the sidelines, he booked it for Sunday so he can get right back on. And it's like, that's, what, that's how I know it was just strategy, right? They get their foot stepped on, and then they're like, ah! They do all these oh like i believe it hurts it's just like there has to be something done okay. where it's like i've been stepped on the foot with a cleat before like no i know it's too, like... but i but what i'm saying is i don't think it's because of they're like being babies i think it's it's a strategy that's why they do it they're not actually hurt like you know what i mean they're just milking like oh you're hurt as a strategy and that's my point it's like that needs to stop because that like pardon, or like you gotta substitute no, certain, I don't think, yeah, substitute or like, I just think certain ones that are like so obvious should need to be carded so that they stop doing it again. Yeah. Because if, if, if you card the player and it's like an integral, like, or like a big yellow card where it's like, this this is their second yellow card. And I think in the Euro Cup, like if you get two in the group, like you're done for the group rounds, basically. Yeah. Um, not just the game. I think if they were to do that, then it would send a message like, yeah, stop flopping. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're hurt, that's one thing. But, like, if you're just going to, like, as soon as the play is calling and get up and, like, nothing happened, you need to get a red, a yellow card for, like, faking or a delay of game, sorry. So that way, like, I don't know, maybe scare players. So then, yeah, like, if you're actually hurt. Yeah. Okay. It's like hockey. Like, if you if there's a delay, like, it's a delay of game. There's stoppage time in hockey, obviously. But if you, like, you can't. If someone's down in hockey, they're down in hockey. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like there's got to be like some tightening up. I feel like, yeah. where it's like if you're down, you're down. If not, yellow card. That's what bothered me the entire game and Germany's lack of intensity. And I really hope that they can Germany can play better next game against Portugal because they didn't really concede any goals. They just it was a own goal scored. Want to explain the 
little uh, the ring. Yeah. Explain how that came. Yeah. Out. Yeah. This is just a uh, a spoon. It's a vintage silver spoon. It's a silver spoon that I cut and bent. What Pretty are your, cool. Your favorite out of all jewelry. If you had to like pick one thing that you had to wear, would it be a necklace, a ring, or a watch? Watch. Watch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I could only wear one, you're saying? Yeah. Watch. Watch? Yeah. Why? Because like time or just like you would like the way it looks? I just think uh, the combination of I like the way it looks. It's more of a statement piece than like any of the other things. Um, it actually has functionality to it. Yeah. Can't tell the time of the night close. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, I think those three reasons. And it's just, it's like, I don't know. I find myself just looking down, like just admiring, like you just like, like it. It's almost like artwork. I kind of like. Your, um, yeah, no, for sure. What's your dream watch? Dream watch. Dream watch, huh? I think we we talked about this a bit yesterday. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to bring my, up the watch talk. I'll again. say no. Yeah, I'll definitely say it again. My I I have like one that I would like. I, I just that's the one I want. Whatever. And then I have one that I have a couple that if I was like really like had money to spend for no reason, I would get these two watches. Um, but just just like basically this watch, just at Rolex. Uh, this isn't a Rolex, but like. It's basically this watch just with Rolex branding, um, a stainless steel uh, Submariner, which is like a dive watch. I just think it's it's just my favorite one. It's a tool watch, it's a sports model, and it's uh, it just looks good, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and then my like big baller, if I was like had ridiculous money to spend, and I'm I'm trying to make a crazy purchase, it's either the the Richard Mill like Nadal, because it's not too not too hefty, you know. Not too hefty. That's I don't like. I, I kind of I don't have like huge wrists, so it's like I don't need like one of the big ones. So I like one of those, and it's like really light, and just looks it's like a nice colorful watch. Get that, or uh, but probably more so this one, the Rainbow Daytona Rolex Rainbow Daytona. Crazy man, just thinking about it uh rolex or richard Mill? which one yeah i like rolex the rolex is my favorite watch brand i just think uh it's timeless like no pun yeah it's timeless like patek and an ap and richard mill they're gonna go out of style eventually yeah a rolex will like never go out of style just because of the design and because it's rolex it's like the crown jewel even though it's not the highest price point anymore it's like it's just like the pinnacle of like that crown sitting at the top. It's just like, to my opinion, at least. I just think the other ones are fads. I also think the the biggest reason for the price surges in the other ones, Rolex too, but mostly the other ones are uh, rappers and just influence, like just social media in general, which is really annoying. For like Richard Mills? Yeah, Richard Mills, APs, Protects. I feel like, it's only because rappers like really rap about them. Yeah. Like, how many, like every song you hear AP or Patek or Audemars or whatever, or Richard Mill or mm. RM. 
and then on social media it's like everyone's like oh they just want it for like the flex or whatever but nobody's actually buying it because of the craftsmanship their love of their love of watches yeah and then it like surges the price in the aftermarket you can't get like certain watches anymore unless you want to pay like double the price or be on a waiting list for like five years and it's because of that and that's what's kind of annoying it's kind of like what's happening to uh or what already happened to the sh- the shoe mark, like the shoe culture, shoe market. Just clothes in general, yeah. Yeah, like they just, they sell out on drops. And then it's like aftermarket, you're paying like triple the price in shoes especially, but watches like double the price on some of these watches, which is like 10 grand, like extra sometimes, right? Yeah. Like 40 grand extra sometimes. And I think people are really like realizing more and more, especially with the whole shoe thing. I feel like there's definitely a decrease in like, reselling because like everyone's like oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna buy some dunks so and like resell them want to be fucking it's oversaturated first of all and like it's getting easier now for if you really want to buy them you can buy them and also no one wants to pay fucking 700 dollars for shoes unless you're i don't i don't understand demographic for sure i I've never understood the people who spend that type of money on shoes, especially, especially, okay. Especially the same. I get it. Like it's, I get it, it's, like an it's, like an, it's like an investment or whatever, but most of these people don't even wear the shoes, first of all, but like most of the watches that are go for high resale, like you can wear the watch still and like bang it up a bit and like, you can still get like, it'll still appreciate, but the shoes, like if you're, if you actually wear a shoe the way a shoe is supposed to be worn, it's worthless by the time you're done with it. It's like a car. And then there's the people who buy them and don't even wear them. They just have them sitting in those stupid clear boxes, which looks really cool. But it's like, what's the point? If yeah. you're not going to like turn the profit on them, why are they just sitting there? Are you just waiting like, for the day that the shoe them. culture, if you just, because like, then it's like, it's almost like they're waiting for the day that the shoe culture like doesn't exist anymore. I don't think that'll ever happen. But like when those shoes will, die out the hype will die out or they get restocked or something and then it's like they're not worth that much anymore. yeah for me i don't know personally if i buy some i want to wear it i don't give a fuck how limited yeah same or... that's my problem that's what Look i would say like, make me want to wear it even more that's what i'm saying i want to wear it because i want people to, i want it like to be appreciated like you know what i mean i don't want to sit in my room collecting dust and then it's like and because i like it right because i that's my problem i could never be a reseller because I, I'm too, I buy stuff that I like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I find it hard to buy something that I wouldn't personally wear. And if I would personally wear it, I'm going to wear it. So it's like, I can never, I can never do like the resale, uh, even like watch or shoes. Thrifting too. I'm not going to say I'm like one of the, the first people to thrift because that's not fucking true. And I haven't been thrifting my whole life. But when I started going to Valley Village, it was not nearly as busy. The past three days, passing by Maribel Valley Village, there's been a line. I don't know if you know the Maribel Plaza where Winners is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The line yeah. has been going all the way to Winners three days in a row ever since it reopened. It's, probably, it's, it's also because they're only allowed like 15% capacity. Oh, yeah? Which is, but like which even is like like, the amount of people. Is, no, but it's true, though. It's because all these people are like doing those reselling thrift business, which is a ripoff, by the way well good business plan for sure but if you're buying like like i don't understand people who spend like eighty dollars on a shirt shout out to the resellers like in the vintage sellers out there in ottawa like it's definitely an amazing business but the people who are buying it i don't understand 
because like some of the stuff will be marked up like they'll sell it for like eighty dollars which is great for the business but they got yeah. it for like literally five bucks or like yeah i don't know like so they're fair like i feel like people are fair but then obviously there's items that are just if like, you're what if, if people are willing to buy it it's fair like yeah right so it's like there's no hate i just uh not my thing at least but uh, you know me I'm the whole like, reason uh, why i want like black t-shirt like yeah. nothing <laughs> i was gonna say the whole reason why i went to that in the first place because you know, I, I was trying to get clothes before I like maybe normal or lessons or something like that, but I didn't want to pay as much and I didn't want yeah. to the lines or like worry about scarcity. Like I could just pop in after school, go to Valley Village and like spend 20 bucks and get like fucking a shit ton of stuff. Exactly. And it's cool. Get, now it's like a shirt is over 20 bucks. Like if you want like a good quality shirt, like this is like a gilded shirt it's shit quality you can tell it's shit quality but if you if i want like a a nice fitting like and good material shirt it's like 50 bucks yeah the price of clothes is just insane like a, for like a a black t-shirt that just is like good better material not just like cotton and it's like fitted like around my arm like tighter everywhere and just like fits better the only people we can blame is ourselves though so at the end of the day we're still buying it no, of course. It's also inflation like too. Like, you, but like people are still going out. Like they don't care if a night. No, that's what I'm saying. If somebody's willing to buy it, it's just gonna keep going up. Yeah. But that's my whole thing. That's my whole thing with like the resale market is like it's only because people are willing to buy it. There's I think a man because people aren't willing to buy it anymore, or as much. Sorry, you think it's a what? I think it's decreasing for the resale at least because. I think people are just like, yo, I either can get this on my own or I don't want to pay that much. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, we're in like, a, okay, that kind of brings me to this. And I'm curious to see, hear what you think about this. Because um, you said I can just get it myself or like not get, get something less expensive. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking more about the get it yourself thing. I find we're in an era right now of like you need a side hustle you need a side hustle and what people are the reason that's happening like what you said or like people are like oh i can just get it myself people are seeing all these like side hustle like people doing all these like little businesses and whatever on the side mm -hmm. and they're like oh, i'll just do it myself i'll just do it myself and they do which is great but i think that's why the demand is going down is because we're getting so many people who are just like oh, i'll just do it myself I'll just do it myself yeah and it's like, like now sell it. I was saying like I'll just try to get it on my own. Yeah, but even just that, like yeah, recently, just, like oh. you're saying, like everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start selling vintage clothes. I'm gonna start like you know. Yeah, or like people like a lot of people do like they sell their own clothes. Yeah, they start an Instagram account like my closet or whatever. You better be the cleanest motherfucker if I know. Well, that's you're dirty. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no shame, man. Eh? I don't know if I could sell my own clothes like that. Well, like most of the time, though, people are just like, come on, I'm not paying $20 for your old fucking American Eagle jeans. Well, say it's because you know the person. That's why. Not even that. But if it, I didn't know them, like, what the fuck? I'll just go to Bad Village and get jeans. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with like the vintage resale, like people who just go get stuff at Value Village. You're buying it at a marked up price because, you, because it's like a business. But as soon as it, if that person were to say, like, oh, my closet and it was the exact same clothes, people would be like, oh, what the fuck? But you. Yeah. Right. We even value it to like obviously clean my clothes after, but I always make the joke. I'm like, oh, someone could have shipped your pants <laughs> or like. 
spilled or like just the dirty. You definitely, you definitely gotta wash it. Yeah, no, no. If you don't wash the clothes, you get like, come on. I mean, I buy buy, uh, new clothes. I don't all the time, but I just remember my mom always telling me like, you buy new clothes. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily wash uh, new clothes. Depends what it is. Yeah. It's like seal. Um, okay, speaking of washing clothes. Yeah. Not first use, obviously, from Valley Village, but like jeans. This is a big debate. Don't wash. Do you wash your Do you wash your jeans? Yeah, like you have to once in a while, but. But don't, you said don't wash your jeans? Is that what you said? Every time you wear them, yeah, I don't wash them because there's rooms. Yeah. I don't wash them either. And also the shape, because like for me, just not even jeans, pants in general. I don't like washing pants or even your shirts unless like you spilled something on it or it smells like complete like booty. You don't need to wash your clothes every time you use them. Yeah. I mean, obviously underwear and socks, that's just, well, obviously don't even need to bring that up. But like, I'm talking about like, but like jeans, definitely I, I don't wash my jeans unless I get like a stain on them. Yeah. But it's like, but I agree with you, like ruins quality. However, if I get a new pair of jeans, I wash them like a few times after everywhere at the beginning. Okay. Just to break them in. And it gets till I get that fit that I want, like the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And then I don't touch them. Um, but shirts, yeah, like two uses, maybe max. Depends yeah. on what you like, like you said, like if you're sweating it, like you might want to chuck her in the wash. I don't know. You get most of the time when like I see like oh I wore this shirt last week I go to it I'll smell like deodorant still or like my cologne or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's like if it's just like a one use and it smells fine, like yeah, why not? If it's not dirty. It's not dirty. If it's dirty, obviously you gotta wash it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who like wash their jeans as if they're t-shirts, which is I don't agree with. Yeah, no, definitely don't do that. But obviously do what you want to do it but get your head out of your ass man you're just ruining the quality of your jeans you are dude you're young definitely dude. are you uh have you hit a patio yet um patio no i haven't just like since the new open i mean not not since the new open no i've not gone anywhere um the funds are a little stagnant at the moment but uh yeah, no, I definitely want to hit a place. Yeah. That's why I asked you at the beginning, like any, like I, I want to check out that Union 613 now. Yeah, I really want to go there on Saturday with, uh, I'm telling everyone uh, we should go there because first of all, the staff and owner is very, are very nice. Very well run business. And they actually care about their customers. I also just want to try it. And it looks like a nice vibe. Shout out Union. Shout out Union 613. Shout out Get It and Get It Local. Get It. Get It. Get it. I, only, hmm? only is basically like Get It Local is like, like the branch that we're on right now of like the mobile Shout marketplaces where you support can get anything local, local, man. Get your head out of your ass. Support local. I'm going to end it off here. Some nice discussions. Thank you, Hams. Thank you. Thank you to the Get Your Head Out of Your Ass audience. 
get your out of your ass. <laughs>